So hello, thank you for hello. this. Um, we're so excited to have you. Uh, I remember having you for the, I believe it was the Women in Politics, the Women's Conference. It was yes, great. you were great. And I just had to invite you to come back. <laughs> you. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I, I feel very humbled that you reached out and you thought about us. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, well, to start, I guess I could introduce myself. Uh, my name is Camelia. I am the GSEC intern coordinator this semester. Um, I use she, her, hers pronouns. And I'm also a student at Chico State. Hopefully... Uh, this is my last semester. We'll see. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I'll go ahead and give it to the, uh, the interns to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Christina. Um, I'm a junior this semester and also an intern. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and my major is women's studies and sociology. Hi, my name's Mel. Um, I'm a senior, so it's hopefully this is my last semester too. Um, my pronouns, oh, I'm also an intern. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, uh, and they, them. Either is fine. And, uh, my majors, multicultural <laughs> gender studies, as well as Asian studies with a minor in Japanese. Oh, cool. <laughs> <clears throat> Great. And if you could just introduce yourself for us, that would be great. Yes, of course. So uh, my name is Shrija Dirghangi. And I don't know if I should do this here, but in class, I always help people uh, pronounce my name. And it, it's just how it sounds. So it's Shri and Ja, Shrija. And the last name is Dirghangi. So that's how it is. And I am, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And <clears throat> I am actually a faculty member uh, at Chico State. I am, um, I've been at Chico State as an assistant professor uh, in the child development department since 2016 now. So uh, it's been a few years. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so I guess we could get started with the questions that we had prepared. Um, the first one would be, so tell us, what is the Women's Circle program? Um, you know, right. how is it really <clears throat> these students are part of it? Sure. So, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting. When I first came to Chico State, I, I'm an international, uh, I came to the United States as an international student, and uh, I was in India before that. Um, so when I started my job at Chico State, I didn't know anybody. I mean, it's like you just move to a new place and you go where the job is. And so <clears throat> I just wanted to get to know the people and grow my roots here. And I connected with my students very well in classes. And then I learned about this program um, that was being done at Ohio State University. And it was, you know, they had started this program called the Women's Circle Program, which was exactly this, where they had uh, groups of women, anybody who identifies as a woman, uh, as a student on campus, they would get together and uh, kind of, you know, discuss wellness topics, uh, but they would meet intentionally to support each other, to be there for each other, and uh, to create that safe space where they felt like they were heard and that they weren't alone, right? And so <clears throat> I was really excited. And 
I, I, uh, I thought, let's bring this to Chico State. And so that's how uh, I brought this program to Chico State. And I think we started in spring 2018 was when we first began the circles. And it was a once, once a week uh, session. We would have it uh, at the Counseling and Wellness Center. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just had like six or seven students and two um, facilitators at the time. And it's a 10-week program. Uh, each week we meet for an hour and a half and, like I said, do all those activities. But we're just there for that connection. Um, and then it kind of took off. I mean, since then we've had uh, multiple sessions or weekly sessions. So we have about three to four uh, weekly sessions uh, every fall and spring. And uh, each session is 10 weeks long and we have uh, about, uh, you know, 10 to 11 students and sometimes two facilitators, sometimes one. Uh, and now we also have students who facilitate because they've been through the program and they want to take on a leadership role. And so um, it's been quite a wonderful growth that we've seen. We've been in many spaces on campus. We've been uh, at the Cross-Cultural and Leadership Center for many semesters. And unfortunately, you know, we aren't on campus anymore, but now we have branched out. I think it's been a positive experience. Now we are online uh, and it's even more, um, I would say accessible. You know, people have said that uh, now you can be on your bed and in your PJs and you may even turn your screen off and you know, like all those barriers have been uh, eliminated also. So it's been kind of a silver linings um, situation, I would say, for the women's circle. So yeah, that's kind of what it is. And uh, how many students, I was, you know, it's interesting, because I, I try to like do the math, I'm like, oh, how many people have done it? So at least eight or nine students across four semesters, you know, um, for like now two or four years. So that's, that's quite a big number of students who've done the 10, 10 week program. Um, I'm pretty you know, humbled to think that it's lasted this way and it's gone so successfully. So yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, it sounds like it's going great, which is, I'm excited to learn more about it. Sure, of course. All right, thank you, thank you. Um, so since your program is in collaboration with uh, Chico State students and local high school students, how does yeah. the training look like for them? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, um, I, I will say how um, the Women's Circle and Girls Circle program, because that's the uh, other part of it uh, where I do this program with uh, adolescent students. And uh, in, initially we started at, I think, four junior high schools here in Chico um, and it was going very well and uh, then the fire happened in 2018 and you know things got uh, really kind of difficult and so um, we've continued at one of those uh, junior high schools Chico Junior High is the one we consistently have these girls circles at uh, we have them for sixth graders and eighth graders sometimes seventh eighth graders are in the same circle so we have those and um Initially, we had gotten our students who completed the uh, women's circle on campus, they actually went to the girls circle facilitator training, which is a training that's uh, provided by the One Circle Foundation. They are the ones who created this curriculum and everything. And so um, they attended that uh, workshop and then they came on to the schools and they were participating in the leadership opportunity after that training. 
Um, and, you know, since then, we have those resources, even if students aren't attending that original training, uh, you know, we provide that mentorship, or they might join me on the school site, so they're able to follow along. So that's how um, that mentorship has, has continued. Uh, and I believe, I mean, my hope is to get that training going again once we are back on not online but in person my hope is to get uh women from campus to go attend that workshop again and you know um continue the work but i'll say that um they're kind of they have guidance from me and the other facilitators um so that's that's how their training looks currently that's really cool i was just thinking like i wish i had something like that when i was in middle school like i can't yeah different high school college would have been for me yeah totally and you know I'm also a developmental psychologist and my work is mostly with adolescents and um, the gold circle program has really helped me truly like see how it is for young girls and how all these issues that women are encountering how they're really starting so early I mean we know that you know, what we see in college is just a continuation of what starts in middle school. In fact, middle school is the hardest time in development a lot of the time. So um, it's very important. And and we are struggling now. I mean, um, through Zoom, I mean, the women's circles have been more successful, but the girls' circle program, it's been more difficult to do on Zoom because, uh, because they're just at a different developmental age, you know, it's just more, they feel more self-conscious, like looking at themselves, or it's just harder for them to connect through the internet, as opposed to when we would just sit in a circle and just chat and and have fun. So um, we are conducting research on that to see how can we adapt the program online for adolescents? um, And how does that look different from the women's circle online? Because there are some developmental patterns, we think. So yeah. Cool. Um, So what impact uh, does the organization have for the Chico community? Um, I think that it's because the way that the Women's Circle um, has been able to weave connections between, uh, you know, the high schools uh, or the junior high schools, the counselors that we work with there, uh, you know, and um, students on campus who may be serving as interns at these, you know, locations, but even as women on campus who are uh, connecting with other students, right, all of those relationships, I think, are really pivotal for um for their well-being of so many different people. I think that it's it's just a way in which we build connections with people who we may never really encounter. And I think that is a big um, problem with how we live today. You know, like we're moving away from social connections. We tend to be very isolated, especially like online. And I think that um, the Women's Circle is an opportunity for us to um, meet people who are very different from us, maybe who we never maybe will meet, right? And then it's that intentional uh, time to, to just witness that person's experiences uh, and just realize that we have so much shared um, humanity. I mean, we might look very different. We may have different religious beliefs, different political beliefs. We may have different experiences altogether. And yet, because we are women, we share so much as well. And I think that that experience can build more understanding and empathy as a community and, and also support our mental health and make us feel like 
we are not alone. So I think those are the types of outcomes we are hoping to get out of this, um, this program. Thank you so much for that. Um, so with that being said, would you say there's any sort of like activism or feminist work that is done at the Women's Circle? Yes, I would say so. Um, I mean, we're still looking at the, you know, we, we solicit feedback from participants, right? Uh, at the end of the program, we have focus groups where we ask the students, what did you get out of it? And um, we're still working on uh, organizing those themes and getting them out for publication. But I shared some of that uh, data at the tipping point uh, conference. And basically, a theme that emerges uh, quite often is this realization that women are, uh, I would say they're just, you know, they begin to appreciate their identity as women. And oftentimes people will not really focus on that side of their identity or they may not be in touch with it. They might have a lot of pride about being a woman too, but not really explore it as much. And the women's circle is a space where it repeatedly comes up where they, they notice, oh my God, like these are our shared experiences these are our journeys and um we better lean on each other and we better support each other and um and you know they'll mention things like um that i'm not i'm not the only one who's going through this i always thought something was wrong with me right because women feel like they don't get a lot of uh, validation for their emotions what they're saying what they're doing and then you have a space where everybody just gets it like you say something and everyone's like oh yeah of course i've been there and then they're like i'm not crazy nothing's wrong with me it's just you know we need to build a space where we can um talk more about what we are feeling and then we are empowered and then we go out and we empower other women perhaps right so definitely it 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 kindles that um that aspect of of women's identity uh, and then they might even become empowered to empower others i think that's what i like a lot and so some people have even said it that i would never even maybe say i'm a feminist because there are all these um you know, negative, sometimes societal connotations. And especially if you're coming from certain cultural backgrounds, you might worry about being taken the wrong way, you know, but then when you go to the women's circle, you're like, that's not a bad word. That's amazing. And I am a woman and I'm proud of it. And uh, I don't care how that makes you feel. I mean, this is who I am. And so it just puts them in touch, us in touch with that side of our identity, I think. So in that way, it is an activism. It's a form of, uh, yeah, I would say it's something that transformed people, them in this way. Yeah, and I 100% agree. I mean, in my opinion, I think activism starts within, right? You know, sure. you, you have to focus on your inner circle before you try and tackle the community. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you mentioned some like about cultures and stuff like that. I was just sure. wondering, um, how do you guys uh, like collaborate with other people's cultures and religions? Like how does that work for the women's circle group? Uh, it actually that's amazing that you brought up even religion because that's one of the um, learning experiences I had, which was very compelling, but very positive because, you know, the women's circle invites, like I said, women from different walks of life who have different types of upbringing, they have different beliefs. And I remember this one session, um, this one group where people really, where some individuals had very different perspectives on 
you know, ideas like that, maybe religion or another aspect of their identity to the point where at the end of the first few sessions, they even felt like, I don't know if this can be a safe space if that person is here, right? And I just was, based on what we had learned, our hope was, you know, to keep the space safe for everybody. If anything came up that made someone feel like they were not belonging or if they felt like there was a microaggression or something, then we kind of interrupt that message. But for the most part, we let people share the space in a safe way, right? Because our tendency is to just retreat if anytime something uh, scary or new happens and we just make up our mind and we are like leaving the scene immediately and there isn't a lot of space for us to work through that discomfort right and so but i was surprised that as this as the sessions went on people who had different beliefs were still continuing to be part of it it was voluntary either one could have left right and i think what happened was they recognized that you know religion itself or something was not the problem it was really what that had meant to that person and how that had impacted their own experiences. So one person felt like religion actually salvaged them in some really hard times, whereas another person was oppressed by that religion itself. But both people had different meanings. And over time, they could see that, you know, it's not that person's fault. Like, it's just that it was used in certain ways that that was different for the two different people. So I guess what happened was they were able to see past, look past that initial we are so different. I could never agree with you. They could move from that to this understanding that, but there's so much more to us than that one thing. And let's, let's maybe explore that and let's look for the shared humanity. And I think that's what the women's circle does is it creates a safe space where you can uh, get to know more about a person and, and then see what you want to do with it because especially as women i mean you know there's so many different categories and we could get splintered like in a minute because we have so many aspects to our identity but then then we would miss out on all the strength we could gain from each other as well so i think that um it's been a great way for people to learn about others and to maybe also look for what may be similar and, and be more empathetic and, and stuff like that. So um, we've never left feeling like, oh, I, I can't be around this person. More often than not, you've made friends that you would never think you would make that type of a person your friend. You know, so I think that, uh, but yeah, we've had sticky situations like that, but it, but it sounded like, oh my God, I don't know if I can be part of it. But over the journey, people were like, you know, I get it. I see you're different from me. And yet I embrace what is beautiful about you. And, and I can still be with you or around you. So and that's a very long answer, but that's what I think about that. Thank you. I really like what you said about um, seeing the shared humanity. I feel like that's really important, especially when you're having uh, these important conversations yes a lot of times people forget about that yeah and I think that also you know um, another example it's not about um, religion as much as there was another one we were talking about money and you know we have different level we start out at totally different points in life and when you're in a setting like that I mean we were talking about financial wellness and um, some people might say 
you know, historically, my family's investing all this money for me ever since I was four. And then you have others who are struggling to, you know, uh, send money home if they're like graduate students and they're supporting family or something. And that can be a an uncomfortable moment where you're all in the shared space and you just see how how much inequity there is, right? And in that moment, you can actually use that to um, to kind of make that a talking point that yes, I mean, look at how it is, and then also bring up some statistics and real findings that we know. You know, you talk about gender pay gaps, but then uh, then you talk about the ethnicity you know, uh, kind of distinctions even within women where um, women of color are getting paid at a totally, you know, lower rate than other women. And so um, those are important conversations. And I think that from that shared conversation, we can leave with um, a better understanding of, of what society looks like, what our positions are, um, and to advocate for each other. Because after that, people are like, Oh my God. I mean, the first part is defensiveness, maybe, where you feel like, oh, I don't know, like, how do I feel about this? And then you're like, you know what? If I have privilege, I'm in this position, I'm going to share that because, and it's going to be a meeting like this that'll make you feel that though. So I think that it's an opportunity to get a little uncomfortable and then move past it and uh, eventually share the power and, and be there for one another. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, you mentioned uh, advocacy. So this uh, International Women's Day theme is Choose to Challenge. So I kind of sure. want to tie it to that and see uh, how is that relevant um, to the women's circle and related to the work you all do. Yes. And just so I get it, could you tell me a little bit what, what Choose to Challenge would look like? Like, what would that mean? So essentially, you're just stating something you choose to challenge. So it could be gender uh, bias, ah. gender inequality, you know. Right. Yes, I mean, I would say I definitely would. I do choose to challenge, uh, you know, inequity in all forms, really. But definitely, you know, gender inequity, gender-based or, uh, you know, class-based, um, you know, um, kind of race-based, all of those ways in which we... Um, have inequity in our contemporary society i would i do choose to challenge those and i think the women's circle and also the girls circle um helps us do that because mostly it it puts us in a space where we see each other in our most authentic ways right like this is who i am i have my struggles everybody has them and there's a sense of vulnerability in that space. I think that's something that people mention all the time is one of the things they got out of it was they could just be themselves fully. And then you can again witness that shared humanity. And then you really aren't convincing people that we are equal and we must treat everybody equally. You just feel it. I mean, you're in the circle with other women and they are having all these struggles and you just recognize that, oh my God, you know, like we do have this shared humanity and we, we can empower each other. We should do that. So that it's, a, it's an emotion-based change as opposed to more of like informational where, where you just tell people statistics and you want them to just change because of it, you know? So I think that um, I find that there's more power and we never tell them what to feel. And I, I just trust the niceness of people. I mean, I think people are fundamentally good. And I think that, you know, when you're in those spaces and nobody's forcing you to think a certain way, 
we oftentimes do lean towards supporting others and, and we all choose to challenge these inequities. So the Women's Circle creates a safe space to do that. Cool, thank you. Uh, I, I was uh, thinking that you put out the word keyword um, vulnerability. Like I thought yeah. that's very important. I feel like there's not so many spaces that do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's very uh, important and even uh, I'm really admired that you do that work because there's not enough spaces where people can be vulnerable. In fact, one of the things I struggle with is being vulnerable. And I think- yeah. That is such a great, um, like, task to just, you know, have a space for that for people. Yeah. Thank you. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, that's when you can truly, like, change something about yourself or, or truly work on yourself is when you're not feeling defensive. But it's a lot about the space you create, right? Because it's, it's like some places you feel like you're safe and then you can truly be who you are and... I don't, I would like to take all the credit for it, but I really don't think it has anything to do with me. It's, it's the women who come there and we all just uh, choose to show up that way. Right. I mean, they'll be, they'll cry. There's never like, we start with check-ins and people are always like, oh, this week was the worst. I, I'm yet to encounter a week when people were like, this was an amazing week. I mean, sometimes yes, but for the most part, everybody just commiserates and says, this is the worst life. Everything sucks. And then we witness it and we say, yes, you're right. Ugh, whatever, you know, and then we move on. And I think we just need that space where you don't have to pretend. And in the, in the outside world, there's like this tyranny of happiness. And that's not my term. It's, it's um, someone else said that, but I love that term so much because it's like, you always have to be happy and good and optimistic. And, and, you know, in the women's circle, they come to say, oh, no, it's not like that. And then that's it, you know? So I think, yeah, it, it does promote a lot of vulnerability and nobody's trying to pretend, I think, which is great. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Um, especially that you brought up, nobody has to pretend. And, you know, I feel yeah. like at least, you know, I feel like as a woman, it's like we constantly have to pretend everything is fine. Otherwise, you know, you're being too assertive. You're being, you know, like excuse my language, but you're being a bitch, you know, or something. Yeah, no. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it gets annoying. Like, it, it makes me want to, like, blow up. <laughs> sure, sure. And I mean, that's, those are the moments when you're like, I'm not alone, you know. Mm-hmm. Half of the, or like, so many people are going through the same thing. And, and maybe then you kind of start to question the why I mean you know the the bigger uh environmental things that are making us feel this way and and how can we break out of that thing so yeah um so the next question well you actually kind of already answered this the next question I was going to ask was uh would you say the woman's circle faces any sort of adversity for being woman but of course so I guess I would yeah yeah I guess I would want to ask um what do you think is the biggest topic of adversity that's constantly brought up at the women's circle it's hmm, a good one. I think that, I think it's just not having a voice is the one that is actually one of the core reasons why we, why this works. I mean, it's like, I think it's a form of healing centered engagement where you just um, create a space where you're heard and nobody interrupts you. And I think that 
women especially are socialized not to speak their truth. Like, you know, there's from childhood, like you sit a certain way. I mean, when I do the gold circle, it's hilarious and extremely sad that sixth graders will say how they have to sit a certain way or they have to dress a certain way because otherwise the boys will be like attracted to them. And they're like laughing and they're like, why can't the boys look away? And, you know, I'm like, you're right. You know, this is absurd. But, but you know, in sixth grade, it's funny seventh grade something's like you start to but by eighth grade it's a totally different group of girls i mean i've even seen this happen you know they enter middle school and they're more questioning and careless and then by eighth grade it's like they just have this weight on them like where they've just internalized that this is just how it's going to be and there's a lot of we know that in, in developmental patterns there's a lot of internalizing depression anxiety you know body changes puberty it's really hard on girls and um, it's mostly because they don't have a space where um, they feel like they're heard and, you know, they're constantly being told not to say the truth or to please others and all of that. So I think the biggest adversity that's brought up is how women feel like their voices don't matter and just the lack of power. And also this, I think now there's a bigger thing where you don't know whether you want to be uh, independent or what does it mean to be a woman in today's um, time in terms of relationships or in terms of femininity or you know those types of concepts there's like a lot of struggle between how society wants you to be and how you really want to be so um, I think it's a voice issue mostly and I think that um, one of the goals of the women's circle is to help women hold on to their voices and all you have to do is just listen Apparently, that's all it takes for us to believe that we matter is, is if we are heard, then we then we believe and we feel that I must have something important to say. So I think that's where the women's circle helps them. And um, I just want women to hold on to their voices and not worry about what will happen as a result. So that's that's the adversity they bring up a lot. Yeah, and I think that's like it's it's something very special too to hold on to your voice. And also, I like that you brought up you know women in middle school going through puberty because I remember having I remember when I was in middle school having that awkward it felt awkward it felt uncomfortable sure. yeah because sure. it was like it was like I was I felt like I was almost being looked at and treated in ways I didn't want to be looked at you know exactly yeah so exactly that's a really good point that is brought up and I, I kind of something like this when I was younger <laughs> I know Yes, but we'll we'll change it for the next generation, right? That's yeah, what we're trying to do. <laughs> I didn't have it either, trust me. I mean, we talk about these things so many times, but it's just incredible to me how preventable most of this is. You know, I mean, all you need is to talk to people about this is normal. Like all girls will developmentally put on fat once they arrive at puberty because they need to menstruate. It's a very predictable thing. Boys will put on muscles because that's how their biology is. But essentially, both are changing, but girls are changing in a way that's culturally less attractive. I'm not saying it, but, you know, culturally, when you are fatter, bigger, then you start questioning yourself, whereas you know, boys don't have these, these uh, developmental challenges. And then, then it's totally different double standards where girls and boys are both dating or becoming sexually curious or active, but girls actually feel a lot more of the social pressures of that, whereas boys actually get popular because of the same activity if we're looking at heterosexual relationships. And so um, girls are just walking this double standards line, like, from really early on and they're so young and girls also arrive at puberty earlier sorry this is now 
a developmental thing, but you know, they arrive at puberty about two years before boys. So especially if you're an early maturing girl, you're just so alone. I mean, there's nobody like you. You look different, like you said, and and society sexualizes adolescence in America, definitely. And then there is no talking about safe sex or sexuality. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen? Of course, our children are suffering. Yeah. Know? And it reminds me of like the whole, you know, talking about it at that age. It's like a taboo subject. Like, you know, yeah, it, ha- it happens. It's real. You know, we need to talk about it. We need to understand. Yeah. And you know, what's worse is you'll talk to girls separately and boys separately. Like everybody's going through puberty. I think it's, it's effective. Everyone should know what's happening to everyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we just are, um, setting our children up to not be successful in this way for sure definitely thank you for that um so in contrast of the adversities that the women's circle faces um what are some of the celebratory moments that you guys have had i think this is a very good celebratory moment for me to be uh to be recognized, I think, as a, as a space that's safe across, you know, different areas, like GSEC is, is interested in, in what we are doing, the collaborations, they're always showing to us that there's value in what we do. Uh, and mostly, I would say the celebration comes from what students tell us, you know, they, when they've completed the program, and they leave with um, friendships that last way beyond just those 10 weeks. And we have people who are repeatedly doing it. I have students who are now doing it like six semesters in a row, and it's like part of their life, like they will do a women's circle no matter what. Those are celebratory moments. And um, now students have, you know, they've taken it up really as facilitators, you know, when students are facilitating circles, that feels very good because it's not just a class or something they're part of. Like they really want, they want to teach this class, which is ultimate victory, I would say, you know, so they're, um, they've really embraced it as their own thing, which I, I think is big. Some of our students have made um, an Instagram page recently, and it's all student driven. I mean, they took the initiative and they're just like going, they're like interviewing facilitators, putting up, you know, quotes for women and all of that. So I think that um, when somebody, it's like they have just awoken there's this fire in them now and they're just going. And I think that's, that's a big celebratory moment for me, definitely. And for us at the Women's Circle. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna ask um, what the, uh, how does the program look different now online? But I think you already went over that. So yeah. I guess, um, how do you hope it'll evolve in the future? Like how it will change? Yeah, excellent question. Thank you. Uh, so we have some, you know, dreams always, hopes for the future. I think we would like to continue having online sessions, even if we, even when we go back in person, I think we, you know, f- to make it more accessible, I think that would be a big, good um, starting point to continue to have online ones. Um, and our hope is to get more student facilitators involved, because I really think that, um you know, that's, that's such an empowering experience to be able to do something like this with your own peers. So I think that, um, of course, like faculty and staff members are there to set some things up. But over time, this is something that students can be doing with their own uh, peer groups. And um, that, that's really where I think we are going in the future. So we're trying to, and I can add that into your next question, which is how, how 
how could you support it is really just by spreading the word and and um, encouraging more women to come participate and then also to take on leadership roles because um, you know this is such an important task for us to really be there for one another because I don't know whatever reasons the way we are socialized I don't think women are often so comfortable with other women and that's to our you know that's to our laws definitely so if we lean in on each other more we will be invincible which we already are becoming so uh, i think this is an important opportunity for women to come together so more peer support pro you know more student facilitation is where i would like to take this well thank you so much for that yeah. sorry i didn't mean to okay. talk over you <laughs> Well, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, this has been a great conversation. Uh, I really enjoy having you as a guest, especially for GSEC. You know, thank you so much for of course, willing to volunteer your time. Um, so I guess before we head out, um, how can we reach you? So my email address would be the best way to reach me, which is, um, I, you have it, but it's sdergangi at csuchiko.edu. Um, and then we also have our Instagram page now, which is just called, I think it's called Chico Women Circle. Uh, so that's another space that I am involved with, uh, but definitely emailing me is, is the best way. Okay. Okay, great. And um, say somebody wanted to join the Women Circle, how would they, how would, what's the problem? What they it? could just email me, like I, they could just, you know, reach out to me and then it, it would be, we are always welcoming people and we are always open to new members. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, like I said, this was a great conversation. I'm excited to kind of listen to all over this again and like take little notes. <laughs> I sure. So, I mean, I was just curious, what is, what is the final product of this meeting that we had? I guess it's a, it's a interview or I guess this was an interview, but it's like a podcast or something? Or? Yeah, so what we're doing, um, what the GSIC is trying to establish is kind of like a podcast account. Um, so we mm -hmm. actually like post our first podcast pretty recently. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're just basically posting audio recordings. And what we might start doing is choosing specific programs on campus and kind of doing the whole interview with them. And that's nice. it's like our way of supporting them and their way of supporting us um awesome yeah so we're trying to get more consistent with it i think this is the second podcast that would be established um and it, it's going to be posted on international women's day so nice yeah. how interesting so there'll be parts of all the people talking and you'll stitch it together is that how yeah it's yeah i think for the most part um i might just go ahead and grab the audio and like sure and kind of throw away the video <laughs> So people, sure, of course. So people yeah, listen, course. To the, listen to the audio and do what they need to do. I feel like podcast is such a easy way of learning things because for sure. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I'm excited. I I don't. I'll I'll listen to it obviously. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it comes out. <laughs> I'll send it to my mom and my grandma. Everybody can hear. I'm famous now. <laughs> I'm just no, I can definitely send you um the video recording too as as soon. Okay. As I see myself enough I mean, <laughs> things now right it's so yeah. annoying I'm fine but uh, yes this is exciting I'm so glad that you're doing it and I'm, I'm really happy and I, I do hope my hope is to get more students involved so that we can have more circles eventually and you know I mean I applied for some uh, grant money to kind of support student like stipend perhaps if they if they want to like 
you know, kind of facilitate. Uh, in addition to their uh, experience, they can also get some uh, financial support. So those are some future avenues. But I think there's such power in students taking it up. And because it's so structured, I mean, that's the other thing. It's a curriculum-based thing. It's um, pretty simple. And, and, you know, there's always plenty of activities you could do. So it's never just like, oh, now what should I say? It's just very guided. Um, and then that's just a starting point. You know, we go places that's in no book. It's just our collective conscience. And so it's, it's a really fascinating experience, especially for, you know, GSEC, uh, when you're talking about equity and um, that's a big topic for what we do. So, yeah, just letting more students know will be wonderful that they can be facilitators. It's not like a select thing that, you know, you have to be very smart or something to do it. It's if you're a woman, you have experiences which are valuable that you can share. Yeah. And so that's what it is. Right. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. Well, thank you. So All right. Much. Well, thank you so much. And reach out to me if I can help in any other way. And We'll do, of course. All right. Well, I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Um, Thank you. Talk to you all soon. All right. Bye. Bye.